Women were just as much innovators of hip-hop as men, but for 50 years, they haven't had received their due or their story told as it should. Until now. Today on the show, we discuss episode one of Ladies First, a story of women in hip-hop, a limited series on Netflix. Welcome to Hip Hop Movie Club. This is a show for Gen X hip hop fans who want to relive the glory days and reconsider classic and modern hip hop films from a current day perspective. Together, we'll explore some of the larger societal issues raised in these films. If you've seen today's movie before, then you'll learn some fascinating trivia you might have missed. If you haven't seen today's movie before, then we'll help you decide whether this film is worth your time. Either way, you'll be a smarter hip hop fan by the end of this episode. In the next 30 minutes or so, you'll get all this and more. We're three old heads who put their old heads together to vibe on these films for you. I'm Dino Wright, podcaster, filmmaker, longtime hip-hop fan, and I saw Lauren Hill on the Smoking Grooves tour in 2002. I'm JB, 80s and 90s nostalgia junkie, longtime hip-hop fan, and I currently have a Tribe Called Quests anthology CD in my Honda Civics CD player. I'm Boogie, a DJ, long-time hip-hop fan, and I remember when just about every poster in my bedroom was a salt and pepper one. True story. <laughs> <laughs> they were all over my room. <laughs> in this episode, we'll answer the question, who are the true OG women in hip-hop? Ladies First, The Story of Women in Hip-Hop is a TV documentary series about the origins and evolution of women hip-hop stars and their influence on pop culture. It premiered on Netflix on August 9th, 2023. Alright, so let's dig into it. Based on this episode, who do you think were the true OG women in the hip-hop game and why? Which ones were discussed and what was their legacy? Boogie, you want to kick us off? Yeah, I mean, the first one, I got to give my props to the Queen Shy Rock of the Funky 4 Plus 1. She was the first female rapper, first credit female rapper, and she was signed to Sugar Hill Records. You have the Queen Roxanne Shante, just ultimate battle rapper, just battle tested and just lyrics off the top of her head. She's just unprecedented at her time at such a young age. Then you got some of the, the new wave, you know, Salt and Pepper, MC Light, Queen Latifah, Sister Soldier. One group, though, that they didn't mention their name in, in the episode, but Queen Latifah kind of gave a, gave a little homage to them was the sequence. And they were formed in 1979. They were also on Sugar Hill Records. That group consisted of Cheryl Cook, Charlotte Pearl, Wendell and Chisholm, um, Blondie, and the lead singer rapper was Angie Stone, who's also a famous R&B neo-soul singer right now, uh, but she went by Angie B. Um, Queen Latifah, when she was interviewing, she started off um, singing the hook to one of their songs, one of my favorite, all-time favorite songs um, by the sequence, um, Funk You Up. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll start off with those ones right there. Yeah, definitely. Shaw Rock, MC Light, uh, Queen Latifah is the soldier. W what I like too is that 
Oh, another one to mention, Sylvia Robinson. I didn't really know her oh, name yes. all that well. She was a legend. Um, unfortunately, she has passed several years back. But she founded the Sugar Hill Gang and kind of was the executive behind Sugar Hill Records. Like, major player in the early days of, of hip-hop behind the scenes. She was a legend. There really needs to be a whole documentary series about Sylvia Robinson. There really Definitely. should be one. Yeah. 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 Yep. Uh, Dinah Ray, anything else to add about the legends? I think Boogie kind of covered it, like, with the, the OGs yeah. here. Uh, you know, between Shaw Rock and Roxanne Shante and Queen Latifah, I give a lot of credit to Queen Latifah for, you know, and we will see more of Queen Latifah in this series, but what I want to shout out that wasn't mentioned was Lady B from Philly. Uh, first woman to have a rap record play on the radio to the beat, y'all. Not mentioned in the, in the series, but uh, also very important uh, as far as OG women in hip-hop. So shout out to Lady B. Still on the radio. In yes. <laughs> yes. I used to listen to her on the ride, drive home. <laughs> yes. She used to, she, she, she was, uh, her and, uh, and DJ Touchtone. <laughs> Shout out to Touchtone. DJ Touchtone. <laughs> oh, man. People are not going to know what a Touchtone phone is. <laughs> the younger generation. Uh, so if we just reference back to an ep- the other episode we did, where we watched the Roxanne Roxanne Netflix movie uh, several months back. She came out of Queensbridge. Like how she was so young when she burst out of the scene, like age thirteen or fourteen. We covered that. What I learned is that she was inspired by Nipsey Russell. I don't even know if they mentioned that in, in that documentary film. I don't recall. And that was yeah. something that I thought really was kind of cool. That Nipsey yeah. Russell <laughs> was known for his lexicon and for always rhyming. And she's like, I like his style. I like, you know, I could do that. You know, I want to make a living out of doing that. And then her mother would challenge her and she would beat everybody in sight at the rap battles. And pretty much she invented the diss track. <laughs> she took out all the men that, and she took them down yeah. pretty much. There was another woman that was prominently featured, um, April Walker, the fashion mogul too, that... Mm-hmm. You know, design a lot of the, the the clothing and style for for these ladies. Yeah, I've been following April Walker for. I've been following April Walker since I had an IG account. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she had her own line of of clothing that was big. Yeah, she started off like she was um one of the original designers back in the day, like you know with the spray painting and. Uh, tagging up the clothing just to give it an original flavor and flair. In the documentary, you show a lot of pictures of her when she was really young, hanging out with people backstage and in the, I guess it was, I guess, uh, a room where they were all doing a lot of designs on clothes and she was working on designs and putting patterns on clothes. I was like, wow. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> like yeah. I said, I follow her to this day and yeah, she's, she's still the bomb. What I liked about this episode also is they they showed a lot of the modern day 
female hip hop stars and who they were inspired by, which was, which was kind of neat to see. So one, one that I saw, uh, Rhapsody, uh, who's from North Carolina. She's one of the first ones from like out in the countryside. And she was inspired by MC Light. Like she gives mad props to MC Light for her style and her uh, lyricism, like this intelligent rap. And MC Light was a great story too. It kind of showed her upbringing in Brooklyn. And she grew up around a lot of folks in the West Indies and went to an African school. And she herself mm-hmm. was inspired by Shah Rock as well as Salt and Pepper Showstoppers. So there's a whole cycle of influence, which is kind of neat to see. Yeah, you guys um, also take note of some other other more modern female hip hop stars and who they were influenced by. Yeah, there's a, there's quite a few that they mention. Um, let me see. Yeah, they had uh, Rodiga, Remy Ma. Rodiga's local. I see her all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, she was with the, the Outsiders. Um, also signed over with Busta Rhymes. With his label for a little while, she's got a few hits out. Um, she's still pretty active. She's actually, I think she might be on tour right now, matter of fact. Remy Ma, she's another lyrical, she's just lyrics. She's on the Terror Squad with Fat Joe. And um, yeah, she's still tearing it up right now. Then it has some other rap, um, Lotto, um, Coyle Ray. Um, Coyle Ray. Actually, Lotto and Corey, they got a lot of hits on the radio right now. But uh, yeah, those those are a few others that I saw. And there's some others I'm not as, I wasn't as familiar with. Cash Doll and Kerouac. Yeah. Cash Doll from Detroit. Interesting story with her, though. She started off as a stripper. And then went from dancing to actually rapping on stage. I was like, hey, that way, hey, that's the way to use your platform. <laughs> literally, it certainly literally. has people's attention. <laughs> literally, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she got to a certain point where she said, I don't even have to strip anymore. I could just rap and I could still make the same amount of money. And I was like, well, props to you for realizing that you know your worth. And uh, I was like, that's the way to turn it around. Which was actually with, with uh, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't mention her as much, but Cardi B did, did had a similar story as well. We used to dance, and um, she got to reality TV and used that platform to start pushing her, to get a following, to push her music out. So, I mean, women have a struggle, but it's good to see that when they can take that struggle and make something positive out of it. But Tierra Whack, I, I, I liked her story, too. She's from Philly, North Philly. Yep. Mm-hmm. I hadn't heard of her, though, but when I heard her, so her clips, I was like, she's not bad at all. Might have to check some of her stuff out. <laughs> she, if you look up some of her videos, I started going down that rabbit hole, and yeah. uh, you could see the influence of like Missy Elliott. Some of her videos, she's there's one where she's like a chef or something, and there's like these potatoes are popping out like eyeballs, and then she she's looking all distorted and stuff, and you could definitely see a a, a callback to some Missy Elliott's creativity. I think towards the end of this episode, they showed how Missy Elliott was oh, just yeah. crazy creative and opened the doors for the likes of Tierra Whack and mm-hmm. uh, Sweetie. Sweetie, if I'm saying that right. <laughs> yeah, Sweetie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Missy Elliott is just, she's just, 
she's in a class all by herself. Yeah. There's, yeah. Few, there's only a few that I can even put close to her as far as talent and abilities are concerned. Because not only is she a rapper, but she sings, she produces everything. She's like she the, the full gambit. She is living, breathing hip hop. <laughs> like that's her. She's hip hop personified. Like everything about her just just screams hip hop. Like her 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 originality with her fashion, everything. She's just man. She's just a she's a gem. She's like a one in a, one in a million talent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, before she came around, women weren't kind of portraying themselves as superheroes, and she did that. And then, you know, she did a thing about body image where she's like, "All right, put me in a hefty bag and inflate it all up," and that became a huge thing. And then all the vibrant colors and like the uh, fisheye or <laughs> walleye <Yeah>. type <laughs> lenses and just like in your face with the crazy hooks and uh, hypnotizing video was just outrageous. I think her moment and at least her teaming up with Hype Williams like really made a moment. Like it's just so indelible in your brain, like the whole like Hype Williams kind of thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, another thing with the circle, I'd call it like the circle of hip hop and the influence. I saw that Foxy Brown, who had many moments in hip hop, she loved Roxanne Shante. Mm-hmm. And we saw in the documentary, Roxanne grew up in Queensbridge. And when Nas was a very impressionable young boy, you know, she influenced him. Uh, Roxanne also paved the way for the likes of like Cardi B and Nicki Minaj being vocal and not afraid to, to, to cuss and stand up for herself. Um, so it's, it's just incredible to see how they're all interconnected and, you know, influences for each other. I love one thing that I also, I love too, was how Queen Latifah was, was, was talking about how she was, Breaking into the game, still how she used to sneak over to New York to go to Latin Quarter, but she, but when she wanted to, she wanted to identify herself um, as an artist, she wanted to look different. She didn't want to look like MC Light or Salt and Pepper, because um, they had their own images already. So she basically just said, "You know what? I'm gonna take it back to to Africa." You know, she's like, "I'm queen," so. She started wearing a kufi on her head, like a crown, and wearing African patterns to express herself. And that was that was cool because she she had her own lane, and that's that was that was the cool thing about the early the early stage of hip hop was that you know people men and women when they wanted to break into the scene they wanted to create their own lane they wanted to have their own image uh, they wanted to represent uh, where they were from, borough wise. But they also wanted to to, to to be distinct from who was it, whoever was out there already, and that was good that they you know they made sure that she she mentioned that, and even when um she first met up with Moni Love and you know heard Moni Love say hey you know I want to put you on my track and they, they collaborated on that lady's first video, the imagery of that video, 
was powerful. And and I remember that video. I remember the very first time I saw that video. I was like, oh my God, what is this? Because the way that she commanded the mic and the aggressive, not just to say aggressive, I say the assertiveness of her image. She just was powerful. And I'm like, wow, she's she coming across like she is a queen. And even when they're showing, like, they were, I guess they were in, like, in a uh, strategy room and they yeah. had the map of Africa with the different chess pieces on displaying areas throughout Africa where there's unjust um, rule or apartheid, apartheid throughout, yeah. the, throughout the region. And they were trying to take over, you know, which area we want to take over next. And they're putting the fist there. You know, displaying that they were liberating that area. And I was like, wow, that's just powerful imagery for that time. She was well ahead of her time with that. And I'll never forget the first time I saw that video. So when, I, when she starts talking about it, I'm like, oh my God, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it really is a terrific video. It's so good. Yeah. It's yeah. It, it's it's that declaration of power. It's so so powerful. Yeah. It had the same effect on V too. Yeah. Yeah, and, and her style, like you said, is Afrocentric, and she would wear the kufi, and she started the whole trend of Afrocentrism where a lot of artists, and she was part of the, the Native Tongue Collective, which included yes. De La Soul, Moni Love, Tribe Called Quest, Jungle Brothers, uh, Black Sheep, Leaders of the New School. Right? So they would wear a lot of uh, the colors of Africa, the, the black, green, yellow, and red, and they would have the map of Africa, and Man, that was so popular back in the late 80s and early 90s. Like even at college, you would see, you know, people selling all, all those. You could see like hacky sacks in those colors. You could see flags mm -hmm. and banners. And it was it was nice to see like that representation. Um, and to this day, you know, people are, you know, wearing colors of, of their, their native countries and heritages and stuff like that. Like it's kind of like they were like ahead of their time with that with that type of expression so was there anything else that was interesting that you learned from this episode one of the series you're like wow i don't remember seeing that or something caught your eye either one of you guys yeah one thing i didn't realize that I didn't realize that Shah Rock was a B girl before she started emceeing. Like she was a B girl, like, and he showed the clips of her. I'm like, wow, look at that! <laughs> and, I, and it's like Shah Rock's another one to this day. I follow, I still follow her, and um, I, I never knew that she was a B girl before she started emceeing. I remember her um, knowing that she was an MC, one of the first MCs, period. But the first female credited rapper that was signed. But I didn't know she was a B girl. I was like, that, that was that was a nice, interesting fact right there. I really enjoyed some of this archival footage, like Richard Belzer show clip with a UTFO. I was like, whoa, I've never seen that before. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh, the late, great Richard Belzer. <laughs> hadn't seen him in a while. There was a theme that that was also referenced in on the come up that we also reviewed about finding your voice as a young MC and especially for women who were rappers, finding your voice as a young woman MC. Uh, you saw that with MC Light and like, some of like, pretty much all the other ones, but it was interesting 
to see you know, real life outcomes of this story as opposed to the on the come up uh, version of it, the fictionalized one. So it's good kind of a comparison. Right. Yeah. And um, just a hint at what we will discuss in as we cover episodes two, three, and four, not to get too much into it, but you'll see a lot of what these women were up against. The massive amounts of misogyny that you see in the rap game and society at large, the double standard, men versus women, exploitation, a lot of that stuff. So this is just kind of backstory, some of the character development, so to speak, in this one. Uh, but then you really get into those issues in the, in the upcoming episodes. One other piece of historical footage that was interesting is that you saw Sister Soldier. She was part of Public Enemy and was very outspoken and how she was kind of denounced by Bill Clinton. And it was like to just to placate the Republican voters to kind of swing maybe some of them over to say, listen, I'm anti against like this radical activist, so to speak, a black female who's being very outspoken. And that meanwhile, you saw there's the iconic image of Bill Clinton playing saxophone on Arsenio Hall show. And he, he had a lot of following like in the black community, but then like mm -hmm. kind of, as it got closer to the election kind of shifted gear a little bit. And it was almost like seen as a political move to China sway a little, some of the right wing to his side. And that soured some people on Bill Clinton a little bit. She was, she was, she felt she was singled out and she kind of spoke out about that. Yeah. So that was a bit of controversy. And I think the whole thing with her too was that her statement was taken completely out of context. She was just basically trying to show how absurd it would be if, you know, black people decided to have a day to kill white people. She wasn't saying that black people should have a day to kill white people. She was saying it's absurd if black people decided to do this. So why do some people think that it's okay to kill black people? And it was just completely just took it all out of context. I remember when that happened, too. And I was just like, wow, that's not what she said. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then um, what I like what they did is they kind of then fast forwarded to like the Obama era and how, you know, he invited a lot of both male and female hip hop luminaries to the White House and asked for their opinion on very important topics. So you see MC Light was invited and Queen Latifah. And I would see, <laughs> I was trying to scan the room. DJ Khaled was there and several others. So he's always there. He's yeah. always there. <laughs> he's the best. He the best. <laughs> <laughs> and another one. And another one. Yeah, DJ Khaled. Yeah, he's everywhere. But that was kind of neat to see like how far we've come where hip hop, was such like a lightning rod. It's like, oh no, you know, can't have these types of people. Like th these are the riffraff type people. You know, they have radical ideas. Like there goes the neighborhood. And then, you know, fast forward now, it's like what I saw at the end there, it, which was, this was the craziest thing too, is that how wild was it to see Cardi B speaking with Bernie Sanders? <laughs> and she was ranked as like a top 25 political influencer. Cardi B yeah. of all people. Yeah. Where you think yeah. you, you just people would stereotype her? Oh, she she's she's shallow and she's just, you know, using her uh, sex appeal and 
dirty lyrics or whatever. And it's like, wait a second. People are listening. The young generation is listening to her. And yeah. she she has a voice and, you know, she can make a statement. Yeah. Hip-hop has always been... Hip-hop was born in a struggle. It's always been the voice of yep. the underrepresented. And it's great that people know now, like, that there is a voice to be heard because hip-hop's everywhere. <laughs> it's everywhere. And if you really want to get a point across to a large group of people, you all you got to do is ask the, ask the artists. You know, they're the ones that are out in the front line. They're the ones that came up from the, you know, from the struggle to become, you know, famous. So they know. And I mean, that's, it's, it, I never thought that I would see, like, <laughs> I never thought that hip hop would take it this far, not to sound cliche, <laughs> but like, <laughs> it's like, and that was, and that was, you know, Biggie wrote those lyrics in 90, that, that song came out in 94. You know, here we are, 2023, and it's even further than he could have probably ever imagined at that point, you know? And it's, it's a good thing to see that the voices are definitely being heard. And, you know, you just got to keep pushing forward. I mean, Cardi B, a political pundit and advocate. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, she, she definitely has an opinion on anything. You ask her, she has an opinion. <laughs> but now it's cool, though. It's cool. Yeah, like you said, hip hop was born out of the struggle for equality for equal rights, for out of oppression. And if you watch the PBS series Fight the Power that Chuck D had produced, you'll you'll see a, a great history lesson on the origins of hip-hop. One other thing I, I didn't really remember... That first song that MC Light came out with, I Crammed to Understand You, that was yes. about crack. And Yeah, I remember that. Just yeah. like that, just, just like that, just, <laughs> just like that. I crammed to understand you. <laughs> MC Light, well, Light as a Rock in 1988, that was the first female solo hip-hop artist to release an album. That's yeah. just crazy. Yeah, yeah I still have that album Trailblazer. somewhere. Yep. I love MC Light. She's one of my top lyricists, period. Oh yeah, her delivery is just raw, and I loved her the tone of her voice. <laughs> yeah, it's got a little bit of raspiness to it. She's Very a paper thin is a great girl. track too. Hmm? Love paper thin. Oh, paper thin is my joint. So good. Oh, oh, oh. Ooh wee! Yes, I can put paper thin on loop and just let it go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had a couple of hers on cassette. I remember that cappuccino song. Why, oh, why mm-hmm. did I need cappuccino? Cappuccino. <laughs> she could make anything sound cool. I was like, yeah, what is this? That was like late 80s. Yeah. And I got to see MC Light at uh, and Queen Latifah at the uh, Rock the Bells Festival last month, which was awesome. And Roxanne Shante was uh, introducing a lot of the acts as well. But yeah, I mean, the, the acts today... Uh, women are having a moment, and we'll get into that. But I mean, women are dominating really the airwaves, and yeah. Nicki Minaj, Cardi B. But then all these other ones that we mentioned, and some of them I'm just learning. Cash on, and I don't know if they mentioned Ice Spice at all, but she's all the rage these days too. Oh yeah, Ice Spice, yeah. She collaborated with Taylor Swift on a song recently. 
or did like yeah. a remix version. Yep. Yeah, I, I think Ice Spice is out of the Bronx, I believe. She is. I think so. Yeah, I like Megan Thee Stallion. Yeah, she's 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 good. I like I like her flow. Yep. And that Coy Leray song, that um, the um, player song, that song's all over the Dagwood airwaves. Then she then she put that DJ Sage, put that. Put your hands over my eyes, cause see track to it. It went even further. <laughs> so much so that it even got Busta Rhymes' attention, and he ended up doing a verse on it. So they got a remix, and then a remix, and a remix. <laughs> remix. <laughs> they just they mentioned it too briefly. Misa Hilton, designer. That's actually Diddy's ex. She did fashion design for, she actually was one of Missy's designers, Mary J. Blige designers. She designed for Rhapsody and she designed for Lil' Kim. That infamous one breast out outfit that Lil' Kim wore yes, <laughs> was designed right. by Misa right. Hilton. So, right. quick shout out to Misa Hilton. <laughs> yep. I had a note on that one. I think that was in episode three, but uh, we'll get to that. And also, Drew Dixon, we got to get into later on. Drew yeah. Dixon worked at Def Jam and the brainchild behind All I Need. Yeah, Definitely. she gets a lot more attention in episode three. I yep. think you're right. Yep. Definitely. But yeah, this is a great series. Uh, enjoy watching it. Yeah, it's great for any hip hop fan. Doesn't have to be a fan of a women rappers. But yeah, mm-hmm. like you said, more meat on the bone coming. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. If you got an appetite for hip hop, we got the recipe. <laughs> Hip Hop Movie Club is produced by your HHMCs, JB, Boogie, and Dino Wright. Theme music by Boogie. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Hip Hop Movie Club. On the next episode of the Hip Hop Movie Club podcast, your HHMCs will review episodes 2, 3, and 4 of Ladies First, a story of women in hip hop. You'll have a special guest or two, so stay tuned to this feed or our social media. It drops in two weeks. Subscribe now in your favorite podcast app and you won't miss it. Shout out to you listeners, and thanks for listening. And remember, don't hate, aggregate. 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 Shout out to Brain Freeze Trivia in the Lehigh Valley. Check out the Instagram, brain underscore freeze underscore trivia double underscore time. That's Brain Freeze Trivia Time on Instagram.